Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening. I'm Robert A. Wilson with Cowboy Wisdom uh, Radio and Cowboy Wisdom Visionary Vitality. Tonight, my guest is Desi, Desi Nichols George. And also, Desi is an energy special, specialties are energy healing, chakra alignment, intuitive work, spiritual environment. Advisement, helping others through all kinds of situations, personal development, love and relationships, financial finances, success, dreams, and life patterns. And with Jesse's on tour, so we're going to promote her tour, so we're going to get right into the show and get it going. And I want to welcome Jesse to the show. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you, Rob. It's absolutely great to be with you tonight on your show. Well, and it's an honor to have you. And also, Jesse, you're on tour, and where are you going to be speaking at? So if somebody chose to come and see you, where will you be at? Well, one of the best things they can do is go to my website, which is jessianmicholsgeorge1.com, and go to um, my tab that says Events, the Compassion Tour, and... They will find everything listed on there, but I um, am getting ready to do an event this weekend in the Black Hills of South Dakota. We're going to be doing an adventure of integration is what I call it. So we do the integration. We work on the individual self. We also work on our connections and our communications with other people, and then we also do healing for the earth and the universe at the same time. So it's a, a progressive day. It's a full-day adventure, and uh, we're going to be going out to Harney Peak. And I, I know that you're from South Dakota region as well originally, I think. And yeah. so you might be familiar with that being quite an energy spot out there. As a, noted as a, as a Lakota chief got one of his first biggest visions at, I think it was like around the age of nine or seven, something like that, um, out at... Arnie Peak. So it's got a lot of history to it. And then from there, I'm going to be headed into multiple areas, Illinois, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, um, New Jersey, Washington, D.C. And those are just a few. And then I'm going to head back towards the west, hitting Georgia, Texas, and Arizona on the way back. (laughs) Well, you're going to hit them at the right time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm just... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch that fall foliage all through the East Coast and then get out before the snow hits. <laughs> that was my idea. You get to see New England in the with all the colors and then get back through Texas and them when the weather is nice. But Jesse, you you talked about integrated development, integrated awareness. Explain to people how mm-hmm. that will expand their life and how that will open them up to seeing well, actually opening up their talents to trust themselves. Sure, Rob. You know, what what happened was I have such a huge, diverse background of things. And um, matter of fact, I blend about 50 different fields, practices, belief systems in my work. And it, it's a blending of the Eastern and Western philosophies. And uh, so... I figured it was easier to come up with a title for something (laughs) than it was to constantly list off about 50 things every time I talked with somebody. So what I do is call myself an integrated development specialist. 
And what that is is I'm because I am integrating multiple pieces when I'm working with somebody. I'm looking at things like the astrological influences. I'm looking at their numerology. I'm also looking at what's happening in their life processes, pinpointing um, patterns that are going on in their life, whether they're running predominantly on masculine or feminine energy, um, all different types of things that I bring in. And I kind of work in a very custom way um, in the sense that when I'm working with people, it's about what's happening for them right at that time. And that's the same thing I do on my events as well is it's what's happening for them in the moment. And when we do that, then it becomes much more real for people. It becomes much more applicable to their everyday life because we can toss out all of these great philosophies and theories and concepts and everything like that. But if we don't make it practical or able to be implemented in our everyday life, most of us aren't going to carry through with it. It's It's got to be easy to implement. And then... The development has to do with the concept that we're always progressing. We're always shifting and changing and adjusting in our lives um, internally and as well as externally. So it's, it's a constant progression is what I look at. And so I specialize in helping people bring the multi-facets of their life um, into progression <laughs> to actually become an asset to them instead of a hindrance or a frustration. And, you know, you said something, the patterns they live now. How do the patterns basically people live now until they become aware of them, the same patterns they've actually lived, just different events, but the same undercurrent, do you feel? Yes. And, you know, the patterns are so important. We find these patterns all throughout life, whether it's through different stages or years of our life. Um, that's part of the cycles and seasons, much like we see the seasons of the year and we have, you know, spring and summer and fall and winter. We go through these same sorts of patterns um, within ourselves. And those become very important because when we identify the patterns, it, then we can actually make the big shifts and changes. We can get in and uh, for example, in the, in the integrated development and healing sessions that I'm doing on this tour, uh, we actually get in and we work with the DNA, and I actually get in and do um, work to shift and adjust that towards where people want to go and to provide the healing in their life or to provide the changes in their life that they're needing. And so if we know the patterns that we're following it brings a, a level of consciousness in that makes the shifts and the changes easier. I find that people can work with them instead of resisting them better. You just said a key to what a lot of people, that's a new, well, it's a really a new paradigm for people, the DNA, working with the DNA. How do people try to work you feel work with the head, let go, and forget to bring the DNA and the body along with them because it's the DNA and the body and the cells is where the release begins. So where, how do you feel people admit the DNA and understanding that's where their life expands? Well, I, I like to bring things into 
a simple concept as I possibly can in this. But the DNA, the DNA is where we get a lot of our coding. It's uh, a lot of our soul coding is in there. People who are star seeds, we see this with the indigo children and various other star seed groupings. Uh, will come in, and and the coding is there. So our soul has a certain coding that goes into our DNA, just the same as, say, you know, our DNA is programmed to give us blonde hair or black hair or a certain skin color or things like that as well. So when we have the energetic coding, and this is one of the things that we're starting to see it come out more and more um, with people that are are doing clearings and cleansings and things like that and shifts and changes and helping people make the transformations in their lives. Because the DNA is one of those things, it's oftentimes one of those hidden pieces. So the way we understand what's in the DNA coding is to understand what our patterns are. And so they're very, very inter- Interrelated, the patterns are usually the physical part of the DNA coding. Uh, I don't know if too many people make that connection (laughs) or not yet, but it's one that I've definitely made. And so when we look at that, then we know what needs to be adjusted in the DNA. So if somebody, for example, maybe they were a monk in a past life, and in that past life, as a monk, they didn't need money. They were supported. They were paid for. Matter of fact, they were maybe even taught not to have money in their life. But in this life, they're needing money. They're needing money to pay bills. They're needing money to keep a, a roof over their head, things like this. So that coding that's in the DNA system from the soul coding side has been programmed. It's kind of like working with Akashic Records. I think sometimes people are more familiar with Akashic Records. Um, then, then they realize that with that that process, um, that the DNA has a coding in it to reject money. That's not useful <laughs> in our times today if they're not a monk or, you know, living in a society that doesn't need money, um, which I don't know of a whole lot of societies left <laughs> that are operating that way. We may get back there, but who knows. Um, so, so now we need to get in and adjust that coding where it makes acceptable for them to receive money and to succeed so that they can put their passion, their work out there or um, be successful in the field or, you know, provide a life that is comfortable. And you said something in there that a lot of people don't understand. We actually live a continuous now, but our DNA has come from you know, all through history, and really it's encoded with whatever the times and the events of our past, well, past lives or whatever you want to call it. But aren't we still encoded with everything? And to me, and I'll get your opinion on this, this country is still embedded and encoded with the 1930s and all the struggles of the world at that time. Do you feel that deep down? Well, you know, it's interesting that you would bring that time frame up because that was about the last time that we went through a similar planetary alignment that we're going through now. And 
during the times of the Great Depression, for example, we went through a series of Pluto-Uranus squares in the universe. And I think there was five at that time, and right now we're going through seven of them. We're just about to come up on the sixth one in October and the seventh one in February of 2015, which is uh, huge for transformation and shift and change. And so, yes, there is a coding that's being triggered. Um, It is ongoing. We do have the coding really, you know, if we want to get down to some of the big stuff, we have the coding of the whole universe (laughs) sitting inside of us. But as a planetary-wise, we look at what's happening on the Earth right now, and our DNA has actually been shifting and changing into this more poverty, deprivation space in the universe, and it's this depletion, depletion, depletion. And we interact with the world, we interact with our environment, and in this process of, of interaction, we're finding a lot of, you know, we're seeing we're seeing it happen. The earth is depleting out, our resources are depleting out, and of course we can come back and say, well, you know, that's related to heart, or that's related to this, or that's related to that. Um, but if we were to work on changing our coding, and the, and some people might have heard of the, the term operating at love or above, which is a vibrational energy, and, and it's the vibrational energies that help us change our coding. So when we raise our vibrations, we can actually automatically clear some of the DNA, cleanse it out, clear the coding structures um, in there. And the more that we raise our vibration, we actually will start to bring the healing to the earth as well, which is part of why I incorporate that into my events. Um, Matter of fact, outside of the events, I have listed, I've even been running around doing healings (laughs) in my journeys as I'm traveling around the U.S. I just did um, a healing out in Anacortes, Washington, uh, for the oceans and the waterways, and I did a connection with the dolphins and the whales um, to let them know that we do want to work with them. And at the very time, within, I don't know, two, three minutes after I did that healing adjustment out there, there was a dolphin that popped up <laughs> right below me, like I was kind of on a cliffside, and it popped up right below me, and I posted that actually on my website or on my Facebook page, so it's it's there if people want to check it out. Um, And then I was also passing through the North Cascades in Washington, and the glaciers there, of course, are tremendously depleted out, and that's affecting our entire Earth as well right now. And I did a healing um, aspect there for the glaciers, and what was really funny was right after I did that, about wasn't even, I don't know, it was probably about 15 minutes later it started to rain. <laughs> so who knows what I'm going to bring when I go out to Harney Peak. <laughs> well, that's very, when you was in Anacortes, did you look up San Juan? There's a little island called uh, Friday, there's a Friday Harbor up there. That is one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. places. The ride up there is just serene and just real calming. I could see anyway, the island across the way there. Yeah, that's Orcas. And then it's about a three-hour ferry ride right up there, right up where he was looking. It's very beautiful for anybody mm. who wants to go. But you said something in there that a lot of people miss out 
raise the vibe. You said right, raise the vibration. I've got a two-fold question here on that. When people raise their vibration, doesn't that raise also their self-worth? And also in business, when people lower prices to get more business, don't that lower the vibration? And when people raise prices, that raises their vibration in business. Do you feel that? Okay, so um, we'll address the first part of that. And I, yes, when people raise their vibration, they will raise their confidence level. They will bring in greater peace into their life. Um, they will have more joyousness. They'll naturally just feel happier uh, because what they're doing is they're they're pulling out of all the weight. When we stay in the lower vibration, uh, you know, it's like trying to to pull a cart, you know, a wooden cart full of uh, of bricks of 500 pounds. And it's not a comfortable feeling. So the lower our vibrations, it's like the more weight that we're pulling around. As we raise our vibrations, we, we loosen that load to where we're not tugging and hauling everything around. We're just getting to enjoy it <laughs> a lot more. That's kind of a simplified version of it. Now, when we look at the raising and lowering of prices in our economy, there's definitely some very diverse aspects there. Um, for me, it's not about raising and lowering so much because if we keep raising and keep raising and keep raising, um, just pricing, uh, there's there's a whole different realm there because you could be talking about greed with people. It depends on the, the motivational basis. It depends on the need basis. If we keep raising it, we can price ourselves right out of everything. Uh, uh, with lowering prices, we have to be careful because oftentimes there will be people, they'll come in and they'll price something so low and they won't sell it um, because because it's almost unbelievably low. Uh, so I don't find so much the vibrations there because there's a there's a whole there's a whole another realm that we have that we would be looking at in that. Like I said, whether we're dealing with a greed vibration, if somebody raises prices because they're really greedy and they're very money focused, um, that's going to end up backfiring on them. And greed is a low level vibration. I see you're going to San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> I will be in San Antonio uh, the week leading into Thanksgiving. So I will yeah, be out in San Antonio uh, the last week of November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on uh, Jesse's website. It's www.jessieandnicholsgeorge1.com. Dot com and I'm on her compassion. I'm, I went to the events tab and I put and I pushed on the events tab and I come down here. She's going to be in the Black Hills of South Dakota the September 27th, 2014, and San Antonio. I, I lived in San Antonio. I love that city. When you pull in there and you sit, you're going to feel a tranquility come over you. <laughs> And it's a very serene city. But you also said something earlier in this. It's called the whole universe. How do we forget that we're whole and we become fragmented by thinking, overthinking life and just 
letting life dictate to us instead of participating in our life, do you feel? You know, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I think part of how we remember that we're whole and that we are this entire universe and that we do have this connection is that everything functions as a microcosm and a macrocosm. So we're a macrocosm. We're like the universe for something else, and we are the microcosm of the universe. So there's always the parallels in anything and everything, really, whether we look at nature or whether we look at our our own way of moving through the world. And so if we come back to focusing on ourselves and we really come to understand ourselves, which is part of why I work in nature, because nature is a great way of teaching us about ourselves. <laughs> so it all interrelates in there. And when we do this, we can understand that if we if we work from that framework, then we know we're part of the universe. And we know we are a universe at the same time. And we disconnect because oftentimes what happens is uh, it could be as long as the age of seven, but at least through the ages of four and five, which is where a lot of our programming occurs, uh, we stay very connected to divine spirit. Matter of fact, they'll often, they've done research studies more recently showing that at the age of two, the, the channel is so open that the uh, children at that young of an age haven't really separated from divine presence yet. They still have complete contact. They're still in complete seeing of it. Uh, it's not until as we start to grow older. By the time we hit seven years old, um, anywhere from five to seven, we pretty much stop seeing that because what happens is during four and five, we get so integrated or so... Um, we get so much information coming in from the physical world by then that it starts to kind of overwhelm our connection with the divine is what happens. So we become very focused on everything that's grabbing our attention in the physical world and the um, and this world. So that's that's why we start to disconnect. And then we go through oftentimes enjoying life, playing, having fun, not you know, not all of us but sometimes you know, most people that their childhood years are about play and fun and not too many responsibilities. And and then as we grow up, we start realizing, I feel like something's missing. And that oftentimes will stir our drive to study and to research and to then once again reconnect with the divine energy. And then, of course, as we get much older and we're ready to pass, we the veils start dropping again and we start becoming very connected again. You know, that you just said something right there. We come in a child, we leave a child. Do you feel that? I I do because, you know, we're able to release at a certain point as we go out. And there's an innocence on both ends. And you know, we, we often forget, you know, how much it took to come into this life. And we forget that through the whole birthing process. And then when we leave, it's oftentimes because we we haven't had that full connection in so long. It's also a scary process. You know, I would equate it to 
to to like being put in a dark tube <laughs> and you can't see anything and you have no senses and you know one sense everything's open and in another sense nothing is open and it's scary and it's dark and you don't know what's going to happen if you go through that tube and exactly where you're going to come out. You know, your soul sort of knows. It, it does know when it's soul consciousness state. But as it's going through that process, it's going through also a forgetting and a remembering process depending on which end of life you're on. And that's absolutely true. I'm on Jesse's website, jessianmicholsgeorge1.com, and that's the number one. And anyway, you got something here I really think people would be. It's October 1st, 2014, Integrated Wisdom that thing at Galesburg, Illinois. People a little bit about wisdom because when you learn to walk in wisdom, you become an unattached to life situation. So give them some something what that would be about. I would be happy to. And this this is a consistent thing I'll be doing in a few locations on the tour. Um, and I do want to mention, Rob, too, that I have some really great videos. I put out a new video every month about different topics and thoughts and concepts to help people in their development. And they can catch that from my website as well or on my YouTube page. But um, the Sapsang events are really fun because what those are, it's, it's based on an Eastern tradition of understanding wisdom, gathering to discuss so that we can gain wisdom. And in the Satsang events, people can come with whatever questions they have. They they will come and they will share what's happening in their life and will actually look at the different things that are related to what's going on for them. Uh, so we'll look at the signs and the symbols involved, what different things represent. We'll look at some of the patterns that come up uh, with them and we'll, we'll help identify those things. Oftentimes I share exercises that people can use at the you know during the, the course of the event um, to help them work past something. For example, when I was doing one out in the Los Angeles area earlier this year and we were we were working out there and one of the participants brought up having a hard time uh, with what she was receiving from other people and what she was bringing in from other people was creating fears in her life. And this is a very common one that, that people deal with and it, it reduces their insecurity. They, they're relying a lot, for example, on the external world, what people think of them. Um, they're, they're taking other people's opinions as truth instead of focusing on themselves. Um, you know, a lot of people struggle with what's coming in, for example, through the solar plexus chakra, which is is what we're receiving from outside of ourselves, particularly other people. And there's it, just a simple way that I taught during that event of, of placing uh, the left hand over the solar plexus chakra and the right hand over the heart chakra and breathing, and breathing from the, the solar plexus and letting the energy move up through the arms and around and into the heart chakra where it could be healed. Um, so I do a lot of heart energy work in, in my different things. But the soft songs are wonderful. They're, they're an open discussion. They're a great way to just kind of learn and to understand how things work both within ourselves, our, our lives, the universe. People can come with whatever questions they want <laughs> during that time. So it's a great 
great opportunity. I'm also I'm still on Jesse, Jesse's website, but she's got a, a tab called Products, and down there she's got some books. One is You, Me, Life, Dreams, and the other one is Activating Compassion, and the Activating Compassion Workbook, and the Waxy Activating Compassion, the Workbook ebook. And I just want you to touch a little bit so people kind of understand the life, their, how they would expand their life by purchasing your book and reading them to expand their life. Well, activating compassion will really help people bring in more peace, more serenity to their life, um, more confidence and more balance and harmony into their life. Uh, So compassion is not as hard as we tend to make it. And I talk about how to bring compassion for ourselves, for others uh, throughout life. And You Meet Life Dreams is my book on relationships. So that really helps people to find a relationship that's great for them as well as to maintain and to develop that relationship through all of the stages in there. So that really helps people. And I find that that helps not just in our personal relationships, but uh, the concepts there will overlap into other areas. And I want to mention, Rob, right now my uh, monthly special for the rest of this month, so it's good for about the next week here, uh, is anybody who signs up for any of my full one-day or weekend events, uh, they could be any of them that are listed there. If they sign up before the end of this month, they will receive all four ebooks absolutely free. So that's quite a value. Yes, it is. But here's something that come to me while you was, you, you were speaking. How do we have to teach ourselves and actually learn compassion, love, how do we have to learn the bliss of life, do you feel? You know, I feel, I feel that it comes from just small, simple things. It comes from paying attention. It comes from thinking beyond just our own little world in some ways. It, it, it comes from learning to really see what's happening both with ourselves and with others and and honoring those processes. Um, you know, I talk about things like how to get to acceptance in that book, um, you know, how we can accept those people that we might not agree with and still love them anyway. We might not choose to hang out with them, but <laughs> but we can still have love for them as another human being on this earth because... In that book, I really teach people how to move beyond the the narrow parts of their mind, which is the judgment. And the judgments are the things that that make us go, oh, that person's stupid, or that person is this, or that person's fat, and they're not doing anything about it. Um, Whereas in reality, if we really are operating from a base of compassion, then we realize there might be something more going on. Maybe they don't want to be having. Maybe they're dealing with a disease or something that they're very challenged by or, you know, maybe they just lost 200 pounds, but you you didn't know that. So there's all kinds of pieces like that that, and as well as loving ourselves, I think that is so very important because many people who get into the healing arts and journey, a, a journey of passion in their work, 
um, they don't take care of themselves. They don't love themselves a lot of times. And we need to honor and create that balance as well. You know, that's the thing. And, 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 you know, that's really where it is. But how would people, do you feel, look outside themselves for their expansion of their life rather than look inside to release and then expand into what they desire? How do you feel we've been taught to look too much outside and not enough and let go of the inside until you understand it? You know, it's a it's a blend of doing both because the more we understand about ourselves, the more we'll understand about others and vice versa. So when we're looking outside of ourselves, it's again, it kind of comes back to that letting go of the judgment and it comes back to realizing that there's more to the picture than we can see. So when we look outside of ourselves and and we don't say, oh, that person is doing you know, such and such to hurt me. That's a, a lot of people will go that. It's like, um, you know, oh, he's not talking to me right now, so he must be having an affair. <laughs> I hear that a lot when I'm coaching people with relationships or uh, things like that. And yet, you know, what happens from from that space, of course, that just leads us down all kinds of paranoia and happy places. But when we stop and we look at it and we realize, oh, my gosh, this person um, hasn't been talking to me lately, and, and yeah, I feel I'm missing that contact, I'm missing that communication. However, I realize that they are really busy and they're trying to make something really important happen in their life and um, they're working really hard to bring something out into the world. And so instead of being angry with them for not communicating with me as much, I'm going to be looking at how do I support that person and what they're doing and you know, how can I give them the little things that they need, the little reinforcements that just say, you know, you're doing an amazing job or I know you're really stressed and pressured right now. How about if we just do something really simple instead of worrying about going out and spending a whole bunch of money and, um, you know, doing something that is uncomfortable right now. So when we look outside ourselves, we're realizing that there's a bigger picture involved, and and we're only getting one little snippet of that picture. And that's true. Well, Jesse, we're out of time, and I want to give Jesse's website. It's www.jessieandnicholsgeorge1.com, and that is the number one.com. Anyway, Jesse, give the people some wisdom, and I will close out the show. And make sure you go to her events, uh, her events page, and go to the Compassion Tour, and see where you can go and listen and hear Jesse's wisdom live. And I've got one more question: How do you actually listen your way to where you go? Do you feel, Jesse? I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat that, Rob? How do I listen to... How do you really l- listen your way to to wherever you're going more than you talk your way or think your way, do you feel? You know, the, the listening, for me anyways, it comes from realizing when I get in the hectic, chaotic, busy spaces, and realizing that I need to just stop and pay attention. 
the listening comes from paying attention to what's really happening around me instead of just getting sucked into it all. And from there we can move into the wisdom. And, and that's very true. Thank you, Jesse. And I want to thank all the listeners and Jesse for being here. Jesse, give them some wisdom they can expand their life with, and I will close out the show. <laughs> well, the wisdom is the next time you're you're ready to judge somebody or accuse somebody of something, take a moment to stop and pause and realize that there's probably something bigger going on in their life. And to just... Let go of that and maybe have a little little compassion for the fact that they might be dealing with something that, even if it's not challenging to you, might be really challenging to them. And, Rob, I'm so happy to be able to come on here tonight and to take this time while I'm on tour. And I do hope people will come and check out one of the events someplace because they are just absolutely amazing. I've seen lives transformed in just those two hours. And I, and to expand your life, you got to listen to people that have expanded their life. Do you feel that? You know, I, I believe that. I think that, you know, there's always a blend. We're learning from everybody around us and every situation around us. And working with somebody who's had experiences and who has, has gotten there and been there, I think is very important. And I've got a lot of experiences to share in life. So. Now, you said something. I've got to ask this question. This was just what come to me. You know, you're talking about judgment. Really, when some, when, let's just use me. I'll use me. When I'm judging somebody, I'm not judging them. I'm really judging myself, aren't I? You know, in a sense, we are because everybody is a mirror or a reflection to us. And so when we judge other people, oftentimes it's indicating things that we are insecure about. So, if, for example, if I was to go judge somebody about their weight, it shows that I have an insecurity about maybe becoming heavy or uh, I have an insecurity about my own body or things like that. So, yes, definitely. And, and that comes back to that DNA interconnection that we have where, uh, you know, we're all one. So we can't judge somebody else without judging ourselves. And part of what I talk about in my book, Activating Compassion, is that it really isn't the person that's upsetting us. It's the action that's upsetting us. Yeah. So as we start to learn that piece, then we also start to learn how to um, be more loving with people, even if we don't want to hang around them. And now I will close out the show, but I really, that really came to me and really come home to me right then because everything I do, I really only do for myself and put into the world. Well, as they say, you know, forgiveness is about you. <laughs> it is. So I, I got person. a book called I Forgive Me, I'm Free. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jesse, now give them some more wisdom and I really will close out the show this time. So, you know, the wisdom is take the time also to take breaks for yourself and love yourself. And the more you love yourself, the more that you will be able to work with other people and everything that comes up in life. 
And our, and I want to thank Jesse and all the listeners for being here tonight. And we'll be here next Tuesday night again. And thank you, Jesse. And I wish you the best of luck and the most fun you've ever had in your life on tour. Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate it. And all right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>